Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Doubt on Tap After Show. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. We are the, the Simple Theologians. Glad you're with us this week. Bring it. Yeah, baby. Doubt on Tap happens on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Uh, and uh, it has been at the Tap Room. Has been. And the Tap Room is located at? 201 West Michigan Avenue. But our next edition of the Doubt on Tap will be at Cream and Crumb. 44 East Cross Street. And uh, we are super excited. Uh, yeah. We're super excited because of how much we love Cream and Crumb. Yes. We are not super excited about leaving the tap room because the tap room has been an absolutely magical experience. Yeah. Unbelievable hosts. Short of short of Woodstone, I don't think we've found better. I agree. And I um and so while I'm super excited about coming to Cream and Crumb, also equally sad about leaving the tap room. Yeah. It really has felt like home. And um so I think we'll be We'll be finding reasons to go back, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe if we're here on Tuesday nights, we should go and record over there on Friday nights or something. Maybe we'll have to figure it out. Uh, we, but I just I, I gotta I gotta love I just love the I love the ambiance. Yeah. Um, I love the old school local bar yep. Yep. feel. I mean, it's just it's awesome. Um, and Justin, our waiter, has been fantastic. He was oh. he was kind of sad when I told him that what we weren't going to be him? back. Oh. Yeah, he was he was he was a little bummed. I He's like, I don't have anything else going on on Tuesdays. You were guys were. And he was kind of <laughs> sad. I'm, okay, I'm glad you told him because I was like, all right. So I'm I, I get designated as the facilities guy. Yeah. And I'm like, is Dan gonna make me tell him? Because I don't want to. I don't want to see the look on his face. Well, I I knew that you skated out of there early and <laughs> didn't talk to him. And I knew I that we weren't going to be in the next. We weren't going to yeah. be in Halloween week, right? And so I knew that you had left me with the job to be that guy, and uh, hey, so I was that guy. You had had far more to drink that night than me, so yeah. much easier on your heart than mine. Uh fair. All right, and so you're, and you're you're, I'm a jerk. cold-hearted jerk. Anyway. It's true, I am. <laughs> it's it's not a lie. So um. Yeah, so we are we're taking if you didn't pick this up, this is uh the Friday before Halloween that we're recording Ooh. this. And uh we are taking that Tuesday night off yep. in observance of Halloween because we need a break uh, in, uh every few weeks and these holidays provide us a good chance to to take a night off and uh reset the reset the scene a little bit. Um and uh so we are we're coming to an end of our deep words series and uh this 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 week our deep word was poverty uh, but before we get there let me tell you what doubt on tap is it happens on <laughs> tuesday nights at eight o'clock and it has four rules one everybody has to talk everybody has to respect one another we end in one hour and there has to be a moderator and uh so uh, it's just a, a fantastic evening of people from different backgrounds talking about important things and other uh, things that matter. So, so, so here's 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 one. I'm not I'm not going to give anything away, right? All right, but I want to I want to float this to you. It might be good to reveal the twist, so that we can give credit where credit is due. 
via the podcast. Fair. So here's the twist. <laughs> I hand select the moderator every week now. And uh, by hand select, he he spins around in a circle and points. Yeah, pretty much. But never at Tom. Somebody says moderator three times backwards, looking in a mirror, <laughs> and <laughs> with the lights off. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's, moderator, it's, it's, moderator, it's, moderator. What's ah! super weird is it sounds like red rum too. So yeah. anyway, um, we uh, yeah. So this past week was the Todd. Uh, he did it, okay. And, and I got I got to tell you, it it uh, it may sound to folks uh, a little daunting. Uh, but part of the deal is is you do a, a a moderator card. That's right. Give them some some tips on how to moderate and questions to help move things along. Uh, they don't have to stick to it. Nope. Um, they can do things on their on their uh, own if they have it. You um, but but the Todd didn't have a card this week. No, and he did a good job. And he did a really good you, job. You know what though? We didn't even get a we didn't get a moderator's picture with the Todd this week. We didn't. No, because you left too quickly. Well, when he's back. All right, fair. He's in, the he'll, Todd is not on the continent. Now. I know he's not going to look any different, really. Yeah, friend, friend of the show, the Todd. Uh, he's a fantastic realtor, uh, arguably the best realtor in uh, in Michigan, maybe in America. And uh, <laughs> he he and his lovely wife are in South Africa. South Africa. How cool That's, is that? Oh, it's got to be awesome. So it's supposed to be a work trip, but it turns into just a fun trip, and uh, I'm super jealous because that is on my bucket list. South so Africa or just Africa in general? South Africa in particular. I really, I really want to go to uh, Cape Town oh, yeah. and Johannesburg. Like, I, I want to see both those places before I die. So I think they're in Cape Town. I think that's where they, I think that's where they're at. Yeah. Let's, let's go around. So, uh, yeah. So our topic this week, our deep word was poverty, and uh, our buddy the beard, also a friend of the show, uh, that was his suggestion. That was the word he wanted to discuss, and then he sat quietly for most of the evening. <laughs> he did. He really did. Uh, <laughs> punk. So <laughs> uh, the beard, if you're listening, uh, Mike and I are filled with uh, rage and disappointment. And, See, uh, I thought for sure that you were going to make him moderate. Well, no, because if he moderates, then he can't give yeah, his opinion. No, the only one good at doing the moderation and not giving their opinion is you. You you police yourself pretty well. Everybody else, uh, including myself, uh, are pretty... Uh, pretty clear with what they think i think that's true that's true and, I, and that and i think that's okay as long as the moderating is happening um absolutely I, I don't i don't think it has to necessarily be impartial when it comes to the discussion as much as it does making sure everybody has their turn you that's know? right absolutely so so yeah but i think i think it would have made him talk more it would have forced him to talk more and and it would have driven him in some interesting i think it would have driven the conversation some different places yeah. which would have been fun um that said, so Todd did a, gr- a great job. Todd did job. a great job. Not, not that's not a negative thing on no. the Todd at all. Um, so, uh, just a, a quick, quick recap. Basically, um, basically, what we realized, I think, over the course of our conversation was, uh, as Americans, we don't really have a comprehension of what poverty is. Uh, we think, we think, oftentimes, poverty is poor, and poor. The reality is, is that poor is not poverty. And uh, I, I think one of the, I think one of the things that we came to a conclusion of, even though maybe nobody would necessarily put a pin on it, is that uh, poverty is being so poor that you do not have a safety net. Yeah, that was uh, I forget who said that, but that was that was a good. That might have been you. 
Uh-huh. I think it probably yeah. was. Uh, but I think I, I think what I what I took away from it is that we we see a bun- uh, poverty is a big word. Yeah. With a with many many subtle degrees in it. Yeah. Um, for most people around the table, I think when we think poverty, we are thinking financial, economic yep. poverty. Uh, but the reality is, is you can be poor in other ways, right? Uh, and it, that are that are just as debilitating. Absolutely. Uh, but then we get into to uh, notions of extreme poverty, where we're dealing with with people who who live on less than two dollars a day, right? Uh, and that's a good chunk of our world. I mean, what's crazy is, economically speaking. The poorest of the poor in America are still in, like, the top third of the richest people in the world. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, is mind-boggling. Yeah. When you think about it. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those... Uh, I was thinking about it today, actually. Just the reality of what we have on our shelves in the grocery store. Yeah. What sits there? What gets thrown out? Right. I mean, I came in. I came into Cream and Crumb today, and one of the things Cream and Crumb does is if there's if there's uh, leftover bakery from the day before, uh, they sell it discounted day olds. There, yeah. there was this huge bin of day olds today uh, that will probably, if it doesn't get sold today, be thrown out tomorrow. Right. Um, and that's and and while that's probably not the best food for people to be eating, as uh, but. It's, it's still it's still s- symbolic of the fact that yeah. that we have so much we can throw it away. Well, and what's crazy is you can go to Kroger. I don't know if Meyer does it, but I know Kroger does it, and they have their they have a they have a shelf uh-huh. of produce uh-huh. that they have to throw away. And when it comes when it's time when it's coming time for it to be thrown out, they you can buy like bags of it. For like a dollar. Wow. Super, super cheap. Um, Didn't know that. Yeah. And so like I've got a good friend who that's that's he he goes and he buys all of the quote unquote expired vegetables and fruit. None of them are rotted or bad. They're just beyond what they're just beyond what policy says they can. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and he's like, it's ridiculous because so he goes home and he'll can them. He'll cook with them. He'll use them right. You know. Yeah, and he, and it's like this is, this is just nuts. Yeah, we have we have so much that goes to waste, so much that uh, it, it's for, it's no wonder to me that 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 there are parts of the world that really hate us. Yeah. Um. You know, I I don't I don't consider. Like when I look at our financial situation, I don't consider us rich. I we're you know we're a sure. little better than paycheck to paycheck, but not much. Right. Um, and so, you know, I don't. But I know for sure, compared to to most of the rest of the world, um, I I have I have way, way more than I need. Oh, hundred um, percent. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, you've got. I mean, you probably spend more on cable in a month than, um, oh yeah, you know, some people make in a year. Oh, for sure, it's for crazy. Sure. It's crazy, and that's just for entertainment. That's yeah. not, that's not a need, you know. 
I mean, with kids, with kids your kid's age, it almost feels like a need just to sit down and shut up for a few yeah. minutes. Um, but it's well, it's an insane. NFL Sunday ticket feels like a need these days. Too, <laughs> so we, um, <sighs> but yeah, so it, you go ahead. Yeah, well, so I just I want to. I would love for us to shift this off of the the economic thing, uh-huh. because in some sense, I feel like that's too easy. And I don't, I don't think we. It, and it's and it's too easy in the sense of just being able to define the word poverty as it's economic. It means you don't have enough money. No, e- not easy in the sense of how do we fix the problem, right? right. And that was and that was one of the things that came out of that conversation, um, on Tuesday night was well we didn't solve poverty. We didn't solve. We didn't even come up with any ideas. It was basically yeah. kind of people telling their stories about, and it's like yeah, that's and that's okay. The, the the poverty problem is huge. It's 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 like I don't. We're not going to be able to fix the economic poverty but, problem around a table and, at Doubt on Tap. And the reality is, Doubt on Tap isn't there to solve the world's problems. It's right. there. It's there to foster understanding between people with differing opinions. Exactly. Um. And and that gives us the opportunity then, as we as we learn and grow from that, and as we help others learn and grow. Uh, then the opportunity for dialogue and truly making a difference and, yep. and fixing things comes along. But it's doubt on tap is never going to solve anything. No. And this is why I want to shift it. And when I think about our context, when I think about our, where we live in Michigan, in the United States, is we have, we have, a, love, we have a poverty we have a we have a very significant and serious relational poverty. Oh yeah. People uh, people do not have relational safety nets. I, I just when when somebody loses their one connection, their one friend, they are lost and alone too often. There's so much isolation in in our culture, our in our, in our local culture. I mean, you know, I think about over the last few years, all these, um, this rash of suicides at our middle schools in Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti Township and in Belleville, kind of our little local area right here. And even in Ann Arbor, there, there's, there was a high school suicide. And so these, this is, that is, the suicides aren't the, aren't the problem, right? The, the, there's a level of brokenness beyond oh, yeah. that, that is the root. And I think and, and more and more what I'm finding is I engage with these middle school kids and high school kids. I'm finding that it is relational is- isolationism, that they there is a poverty of relationship. They don't know how to be friends because their whole childhood up until this point has been organized, structured, controlled by mom and dad. And so it's play dates. It's all these other things that get... And so now that they're older and mom and dad aren't doing everything for them, they don't know how to have relationships. And this begins to multiply out into adulthood where then you see, you know, late teens, early 20-somethings who don't know how to have friendships, who don't know how to have relationships. Yeah, I, I don't know that I wanna, I'd want to pin that on having structure for them when they're young. Because those those structures specifically, 
when we do those, we do those to help them gain those skills. Like, my four-year-old goes to preschool to learn to play with other kids. Right. Okay? We set up play dates with her, with her friends so that she has an opportunity to interact and relate to people that are not her sister. In the in the context of those play dates though. Is it free play or are you guys organizing everything about the oh. play date? <laughs> do I, do I look that organized? See, and this is and this is what I'm saying is it's 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 not so much the play date itself. It's it's what I'm seeing more and more are people who are controlling every oh. aspect of the yeah, play, the, that, the okay. hovering. Okay. The, well, th- I'll give you that. You if, know, if that's the helicopter parent that's that's always hovering. That's like, here's your play date. We're gonna spend 20 minutes playing with play-doh. We're gonna spend yep. 20 minutes coloring it. Yeah, that kind of thing is ridiculous. Yeah, we um, uh, less and less we're seeing play dates being. You you little brats go play in the basement and we're gonna sit up here and drink coffee and yeah. talk about Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that, you know what I mean. Like that's very rare now. That's that's been uh, well. My experience of play dates has been uh, their friends come to our house or the, our kids go to their house and uh, the parent drops them off and that's you know the kids play. Yeah. Uh, we might have, we might say, okay, hey, if you guys want to do coloring, there's coloring over here. If you want to do whatever, but just do whatever. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, it, yeah. It that's that's what play is supposed to be. It is, I, and and we just don't do enough. You don't do enough. We don't because of all these stupid tests that kids have to go through, even in like first grade. There's, you know, schools are cutting back on recess time and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, this is, that's that's arguably, I would say in elementary school, recess is arguably the most important thing they do for those six years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're just missing on so many kids. Like, I just see, watch, I watch so many of my kids' friends who are now both in high school who don't know how to be friends. Like, they just don't know how to relate to people. And it's and it is, and you can see it. You can see it coming. You can yeah. see, you can see the car wreck coming. Yeah, because it's like you you say these things, but you don't. There is such a poverty of relationship, and I see it. I, you you probably it, see it in in the adults oh, that you're working I, for with sure. in your church. A couple of weeks ago, I had somebody come in who who I haven't talked to in a couple of years. Uh, that had a recent diagnosis in their family that was that was very difficult and, and traumatic, and uh, they contacted me because they didn't have anybody else. They have their family who they can't simply rely on at at, at this point because that's too much to put on them, uh, and their work. Yeah. And that's it. They don't have relationships or support structure or whatever. And so call the pastor because yeah. that's and because that's all I got. And and there's and that's and that is that is a relational poverty that is real and it is and it is a relational poverty that um that is just that that's epidemic. And now that you have the breakdown of the church as well, where 
you know, you, more and more people are disconnected oh, from any kind of community outside of maybe their immediate, some immediate friendships. I mean, there is, there is just, there is a pervasive loneliness um, in our in our culture right now. Yeah, we have we have the disconnect with the internet, which which separates us and puts us into into avatars and text. That's right. Everything's Im- disembodied. Yes. Uh, so we don't relate that way, and we take the the relational isolation that we have outside in the real world, and it and it makes us uh, that much more. Uh, that gives us that much more ability to be jerks online. Yeah, yeah. So, so along with relational poverty, I think, I think there is also, I think there is a, I think there is a growing intellectual poverty <laughs> in in our society. I mean, I, I, I wish it wasn't growing. <laughs> It's like we we are seeing you know there was there was a mockumentary a number of years ago called Idiocracy. Oh yeah. And it more is and more now a documentary. <laughs> more and more it's becoming a doc it is yep. you know it is real life is reflecting art. I I have I watched it a couple times years ago. I have resisted going back and watching it because I I I don't want to get the full clear picture of the future that's coming. Back oh, the in future my head. is now, bro. I know, and that's the thing, right? So we have this intellectual poverty as well, where where we can no longer have intellectual debate, discussion, argumentation because everybody identifies their ideas as their identity, and yeah. so when you when you try to engage with an idea constructively or critically the response is as though that is an attack on one's identity and we see this happen at we see this happen at doubt on tap and it's with, with a handful of people and it's very very frustrating because because when when that's when that's how ideas are held when ideas are held as core senses of identity yeah then then the response to criticism of those ideas is always emotional and it is always antagonistic and it is always defensive. And so so this is what we see, man, this is what we see all over the place in, in the broader context of our society, especially online, especially in those yeah. in those social media forums. And uh and, and and so it's really interesting because while we may have more access to knowledge that that knowledge is not translating to to a greater sense of of intellectualism no it it's it's not and and part of that i i i would i would attribute to relational poverty um cuz having knowledge is all well and good but you need to be able to to use it and and human beings are relational beings and so if there's a disconnect between just having knowledge and being able to use that knowledge in relationship, uh, it, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to decline. Uh, part of the reason uh, I had trouble in school was because there was a, for me, 
there was always, in, in some cases, a disconnect between the, the subject being taught and how it fits in relationally to life, where I'm actually going to use right. this. Like when I, when I took Spanish, Spanish, no problem. I know I'm going to learn this language uh, and be able to, to use that and try and, and speak with, with people from another country. There's, there's a practical application for that. I, I know how to use that knowledge. Um, you know, uh, same thing uh, when, we, when, uh, we got to, when I got to seminary. Yep. Uh, the, the very academic high theology kind of stuff that n- you, can't, you can't use in church. Right. Uh, I hated it. I understood it, mostly. <laughs> but I hated it. Um, but the stuff that was was practical, the uh, the preaching, the biblical study, the uh, the pastoral care, those kinds of things, uh, it was easy to to eat up because it can be applied. Right. So so knowledge knowledge has to be applied. Uh, yeah. And if we're not and if we're not doing that, then then it has has very little value. Yeah, I mean that's and that's where um, you know we start rolling into this question of uh, information versus wisdom, knowledge versus wisdom, and why you know more and more uh, you know the Book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, and Job are are so applicable and so important for us yeah. to to really be. They really can fill up that poverty of of intellect, I would argue, because they can pull us into wisdom. And when we are pulled into wisdom, that that's the piece that we're made. That's why there's a poverty of it, right? Is is because we, yeah, we have we have all of human knowledge in our pockets. Yeah, literally. You say, "Hey Siri," or "Hey Google." Or whatever, and we both looked at my phone to see if Siri was going <laughs> to pick up, but she's a tool and ignored me. Um, so you know, it's right there, and and that's great, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily help fill up this this intellectual poverty that that we experience on a regular basis. Yeah. So, um, so I think you know, the thing that strikes me about this word, to kind of wrap this up yeah. a little bit. Is it's a deep word because it cuts across more than just economics, right? And and it's a really powerful word if we if we begin to think about it as as something that is so impoverished that there is no safety net that one one little bit falls out and the whole thing comes crashing down and it's lost and that's and that's where that word to me is so rich. And it can be applied to so many things in our lives, so many aspects of our culture, so many things in our society, and and we're and we are we we're impoverished if we don't use poverty in all these different senses. If we don't apply it to these deeper things, as important as it is in the context of economics, yeah, it, I think it I think it has more power and more more creative juice in in these other areas relational spiritual intellectual 
these these deeper it, parts of life. And and the reality is, people are lacking. Okay, they are impoverished in areas that they don't realize they're impoverished in because we don't speak of it that way. We don't look at it that way. Right. When we talk about poverty, we talk when we talk about lack uh, of of anything we're really we're really mostly thinking about the economics yep but when we think of the relational when we think of uh the spiritual uh and and we apply that and we say these are things that are lacking that are missing in your life that you don't have a safety net uh for uh, it it becomes a different conversation yeah because there are people um and and i would say people around the table at down on tap who would say, "Well, I'm I'm not lacking spiritually, right? That, that they don't they don't believe in God, and that's okay, and they're not lacking that. Um, there there is, uh, and probably more than we have time to get into today, but but there is whether you believe in God or not, there is there is part of you that is is immaterial is really you can't measure it you can't it it's i'll call it the soul the spirit we have that uh we we may not put that label on it but that's something that needs to be fed too uh and if we're not taking care of that we're we're in trouble absolutely absolutely So. so with that uh, we wrap up our series on deep words, and uh, we hope it's been helpful. We hope wrestling through some of these words has been good. And um, as we come back here in a couple of weeks at uh, Down on Tap here at Cream and Crumb, uh, we'll be we'll be starting a, a new thing. And uh, again, we're going to try as hard as we can. We're going to try the best that we can to avoid the outrage of the week. Um, uh, I'm cool with that, but we but we really do want to try to hit on some other contemporary issues. And while we are right in the midst of uh, football season, I think our first topic back is uh, should should people still watch football? Uh, that's a it's an interesting conversation that that some people want to have because basically football, knowing what we know about concussions and CTE and all that stuff, uh-huh. uh, are we not simply uh, devolving back into ancient Rome and the gladiator days and uh, just these are spectacles, gonna, uh, blood it's gonna sport? Be, it's going to be a great conversation. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, uh, we're not devolving to that. We've just never evolved from it. Ha! Ooh, shots fired. Yeah. All right, hey. Guys, thanks again for listening to the Doubt on Tap after show. We hope you will come out and join us on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock sometime soon. And um, uh, Election night. Election night, cream and crumb. We will not be talking about election stuff. We will be talking about foosball. So, uh, yeah. Concussions. Concussions. Come out. I mean, basically most of our our politicians act like they have concussions. So, um, oh, I don't think they're acting. <laughs> well, dude, no brain, no headache, so that's uh, why they that's don't. That's true. Yeah. Right. Um, no brain, no pain. Exactly. So, uh, do, seriously, we hope you come out. We hope you'll consider do the conversation with us. And connect with me on Twitter, at Daniel M. Rose. At Rev Mike UMC. You can also uh, check out my website that has some stuff that I've written. It's got uh, my personal podcast. Uh, you can connect with me there at DanielMRose.com. And you can check out my writings and musings and things at RevMikeUMC.com. And uh, as always, uh, you can find uh, 
You can check out more stuff about the Simple Theologians at simpletheologian.com. And uh, we hope that we hope that you'll join us again uh, in two weeks. The podcast will also be taking a break because, well, there will be no after show because there's no, no show. show. <laughs> so <laughs> we could get together and podcast about Halloween candy. We could. So who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe there'll be a special Halloween uh, edition of the Doubt <laughs> on Tap. And uh, anyway, uh, guys, seriously, thanks for listening. We appreciate you, and we hope that you will like, comment, share, rate. And, uh, and do all that fun stuff. Yeah, so, help us out. Come on. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Peace. Peace. Oh, by the way, yeah. for those people that were listening last week, uh-huh. um, Michigan did beat Michigan State. By 14. You were ridiculous. I was right on the money. And also, um, Michigan State only gained 282 feet in offense <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous that sounds a lot better than only 94 yards yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right go blue baby peace peace <laughs>